You are listening to the Phenom NFL Show on the Phenom Media Podcast Network, powered by the most passionate young sports analysts in the game. If you're looking for creative, informative, and high-quality sports content, you've come to the right place. Phenom Media boasts a team of over 100 youth contributors from around the world, covering every sport on every media platform. Make sure to follow Phenom on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as all of the Phenom podcast channels for daily content. The link tree in the episode description includes a direct link to all of the aforementioned platforms, so click on that to access everything. If you enjoy the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a positive review so more people can discover the podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hey y'all, this is Nolan and Jack um, here on another episode of the Phenom NFL Show. Uh, Me and Jack are back for the first time here in 2021. I hope you all had a good holiday and a good new year. Um, we got a lot to break down today. We're going to look um, a little bit towards the draft quick. Um, we're mainly, mainly going to focus on the uh, Fields-Lawrence debate, um, some of the head coaching opportunities that have opened up around the league over the past um, week or so. Um, and then, of course, what it's on everybody's mind, uh, the playoffs, wildcard weekend coming up this weekend. We'll, we'll look ahead to that. So, uh, Jack, if you want to introduce yourself again. Yep. So uh, I'm Jack, of course. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be back here with our first show of the new year uh, after a few weeks off. And uh, first thing I want to get into, Fields versus Lawrence. Um, you know, I, I'm an Ohio State fan. So even even watching, you know, the Big Ten Championship, Fields did not play good versus Northwestern. Uh, he... You know, some people are starting to say, "Oh, Zach Wilson is QB two now," and he, the, you know, the Jets are gonna either not take Fields or they're gonna go, uh, they're either gonna take Zach Wilson or they're gonna trade down or they're gonna take, you know, Penai Sewell. But that was a huge game for Fields to kind of say, "Hey, I'm here. I'm still a franchise quarterback. I'm. St- I should still get drafted at the top of the draft." Uh, that being said. Even as an Ohio State fan, I'm still taking Lawrence. What he's done over the past three years, or however many years he's been in college, and you know, just watching him, he he is still the guy. He is still the guy at one. But I think Fields should go too. I think he deserves to go too after that win. Uh, and yeah, that, that's what I have to say. I I think Fields should be too, but I still think Lawrence is one. Yeah. So for me, it's it's kind of a no. It's no question. It's a can't miss with Lawrence at one, right? Um, the paintings on the wall. Um, the pick is almost submitted at this point. It feels like, um, and I get it. Like the rumors of Urban Meyer uh, to Jacksonville potentially, or even um, I've even heard a little bit of Ryan Day. I mean, those types of guys potentially going to Jacksonville. But still, I, I can't see where you take Fields ahead of Lawrence at number one pick. I mean, this guy is getting. Um, some people are calling a top three quarterback prospect ever. Um, with Andrew Luck and John Elway coming out of college. And that's some elite company, um, first of all. And those guys were just huge prospects um, coming out of college. And not to say that everybody that's a huge prospect in college comes out and has a great NFL career um, and vice versa. But um, to me, this is a can't hit at, or can't miss, sorry, at 
at number one, you take Lawrence. Um, and frankly, if I'm the Jets, I'm still um, strongly considering um, taking uh, Panaya Sewell. I probably butchered his name, um, but uh, at number two, um, because I think he it, he's the best offensive lineman in this draft by far, um, and I think he he's I think he's a legit. Um, I think he's a legit um, guy you can build your, your offensive line around um, in the future. And I'm not saying that Sam Darnold's the answer in New York by any means, but if you can, you know, start to um, put together an offense outside of the quarterback position, um, I think that can fare well for you. Um, and some things that can concern me about fields. Um, I think Justin Fields is a tremendous athlete. Um, and tremendous athletes we generally see perform well at the collegiate level. You know, we've seen some plays where like on a read option play or a play breaks down um, and he just kind of runs all over the place. And just because of athleticism, you know, he breaks for a 30, 35 yard gain. Um, and that's great in college. And like I said, I still believe he's a, he's a great quarterback, especially at the collegiate level, um, phenomenal athlete. But like for me, when, if you run a read option at the NFL level, and you make the wrong read, you're not running around Aaron Donald um, or Miles Garrett. You're just not. Um, so that's something that concerns me with Justin Fields. Um, I'm not really concerned about his arm strength. I think that's fine. Um, so that's kind of one of the things that concerns me is that he might rely too much on his athleticism. Um, but when you get to NFL level, everybody's um, an incredible athlete, and especially, you know, Guys, like we said, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, I mean, these elite um, defenders that he's, you know, he's going to see on a lot of those plays where he scrambles or whatever. Um, I don't think, I don't know if he has the ability to just run around them. Um, I don't know. Um, but to me, yeah, Lawrence is a, a, a no miss. You take him number one. And then I think, then I think we maybe get into more of a debate at number two on whether you take, um, um out of Oregon or you take fields yeah definitely uh I I think there's a huge debate there whether whether you stick with uh Darnold or you go go to fields um you mentioned the Urban Meyer Ryan Day rumors which uh, brings up our next topic here the most intriguing head coach head coaching opening for you what would that be uh for me it's the Chargers um out in LA. Um, I think that's a really interesting because I mean, you have a franchise guy um, in Justin Herbert and, you know, as we sit here doing draft analysis, this me last year, I was thinking Herbert was going to be a bust. Um, and he came out this year and stuck that one to me. Um, and he's shown that he's a, he's a guy here to stay. He is a franchise quarterback, um, you know, offensive rookie of the year candidate. Um, and, you know, he looks, it broke the uh, touchdown record for rookie quarterback. Um, and he did that all on a, I think a, a fairly mediocre chargers team. I think he made them better, even though their record wasn't great. Um, I think, I think they're, they're a team where they need some help on the offensive line. Um, I mean, cause you look outside of that, you look outside of the offensive line on that offense. I mean, you've got Keenan Allen, who I think is an elite receiver. You have um, Mike Williams, who's a 
who's great at, you know, that one of the best jump ball receivers in the league, I think. Um, and then Austin Eckler, um, and you know, I think they have a deep backfield and then they found their, I think they found their franchise quarterback, um, in Justin Herbert. Um, and to me, that's, that's a team that would interest me, um, as a head coach to go out there and, you know, you're not rolling the dice on a draft pick, so to speak, and whether they translate or not, you've got a guy who's got just one year under his belt. So he's still, you know, very young. Um, and there's, you know, little risk there and you can kind of go out there and really start to build a team around him, um, out there in LA. Um, and plus, you know, the weather's great in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. Well, funny enough, mine was going to be, uh, I was going to say, I'm taking that Chargers job. You've got the franchise quarterback. You've got the elite weapons on the offense. Uh, and really offensive line, you know, they, you can throw money at the big ones in free agency. There's some good tackles coming up in this draft. That That's something I think is a fixable problem in, in all of one offseason. Uh, in defense, of course, you know, plenty of talent there. Had mine by Joey Bosa. Um but I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll highlight a uh, least intriguing option. Uh, and that would be, to me, the Houston Texans. Because outside Deshaun Watson, I do not love that roster. The running backs in David and Duke Johnson are not great by any means. Uh, they're one of the, I think, worst rushing offenses in the league this year. Um, bad O-line. The receivers of, you know, Fuller was having a great year before he got suspended, but and even Cooks was good in his replacement. I don't know if those guys are your franchise guys. I think Will Fuller is. I'm not sold on Brandon Cooks. I I just don't know if he can stay healthy. He did it this year for the most part, but I don't know if he does it year in year. I think the receivers are good. Obviously, I think you have Deshaun Watson, a top five quarterback to build around. But here's the thing, that roster was, or that team finished near last in the league this year. And you're you're going in with you know not an overly talented defense and you don't have your first round pick you don't have your second round pick you don't have a ton of money to spend like this is a team Deshaun Watson you know there's rumors he wants a trade now I do not want anywhere near this Texans job because I I don't think there's a whole lot looking up I think this team still has some bad years ahead of them so least intriguing has got to be the Texans for me I, I I would agree with everything you said there. I mean, I have no interest um, to to go into Houston right now. That seems like they have they are far from the worst um, there. Like you said, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I mean, Deshaun Watson, who to me is doesn't strike me as like a greedy guy or anything. And, and you know, he was your franchise guy. Like you had him, and and just I mean, just a couple of years ago, we were talking about these guys being you know, major playoff contenders, even some people, you know, saying, well, this is a Super Bowl contending team. And now everything has just spiraled out of control. It feels like ever since the horrendous DeAndre Hopkins trade, um, everything's just spiraled downhill from there. Um, like you said, the rushing is terrible. I mean, they're, they're the best rusher on their team this past year was Deshaun Watson, in my opinion. Um, I, you know, if, if I wanted to, get the ball in somebody's hands for a rushing play. For me, it was probably going to be Deshaun Watson. I don't know if I could have trusted Duke Johnson or David Johnson to, to make a play for me. Um, 
and like you said, Will Fuller was having a great year and then um, faced his suspension. I still think he's a decent dis- receiver, but I and so I think Brandon Cooks. I think their receiving core isn't really the issue, but when you take away Deshaun Watson, um, they're going to struggle. Um, you know, with whoever they try to find as a quarterback, because like you said. They don't have their first round pick, which would be third overall, which they would get a quarterback at third overall if they had that. They don't even have their second round pick. Um, yeah, I, I, if there's any Texans fans, I feel for you because I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a long and hard um, next couple years. Um, so that that one doesn't interest me at all. Uh, the only other one that maybe in, could interest some guys um, is maybe Jacksonville, just because you you've got the number one pick. Um, and you can kind of go down there and and build around Trevor Lawrence, basically, um, if you're high on him. And that's, you know, that's the opportunity down there. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I think the number one overall pick would definitely lure in, uh, especially if you're, you know, one of the people preaching that Lawrence is one of, the, you know, that generational talent. Then, uh, yeah, definitely the Jaguars is very enticing. Um, so next thing we're on to is, of course, the playoff predictions, uh, two straight days of just pure football. Uh, there's a game on Nickelodeon for some reason. Um, and the, the first game we got up is Colts, number seven Colts, uh, traveling to Buffalo to face the scorching red hot Buffalo Bills. I mean, this team right now looks like they cannot lose the last few weeks that the back half of the season they played just remarkable football josh allen might finish second in mvp voting i doubt he wins it i think it's going to rogers but allen is is second i think and if i have a ballot i'm putting down second Diggs, you know um was already a great receiver in minnesota solidified himself as maybe top five uh, in Buffalo, I think their defense is good. Um, you know, every everything about this team is good right now. Um, and not to say the Colts aren't, but I think you look at it, this is a team that had a big lead against an offense as bad as Pittsburgh that, you know, was taking the least deep shots in maybe the entire league and still found a way to blow that game. Um, I think their defense is good, but I don't think it's elite as maybe some people have let it on to be uh i don't think philip rivers in his state right now i think he's played good enough to get them to the playoffs in the seven seed but i don't think he's going to take them to the super bowl and i don't think they're going to be able to get past the red hot bills this week yeah uh i'm not a i i don't have anything against the Apple's colds i think Jonathan taylor has came out had a great rookie year um, for them, so they got a good running back in the future, um, especially once they get Marlon Mack back. I mean, they have a really nice backfield. Um, you know, Michael Pittman came out, looked like a great rookie receiver. So there's some young talent there on the offense, and I think maybe having a veteran quarterback like Philip Rivers isn't a bad thing for that offense right now. I mean, I don't think they're stellar. I think they have a, a really solid offensive line, um, you know, Quentin Nelson. Um, I think he gets a bit overrated at times, but overall it's, it's pretty solid. Um, and I think, um, I think the defense is, is really good too for Indy. 
Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's top three in the league, like some people think it is, but I, I think it's really solid. Um, I love Darius Leonard. I, I, I mean, I, I, I love the defense, um, but I don't know that it's enough to beat Buffalo. Like you said, Buffalo's just red hot. Everything seems to be clicking offense, defense, I mean, they look unstoppable. Um, to me, Miami was looking really good. I mean, they played a good game against the Chiefs, and they had that unbelievable win against Oakland. I mean, everything just seemed to be clicking in Miami. And then it came down to this, you know, this – I thought it was going to be an awesome showdown between Buffalo and Miami the last week of the year, and Buffalo just um, whooped them. Um, I think Buffalo is a real threat. Um, and if today I had to pick a team to come out of the AFC, I'm picking Buffalo over Kansas City. Um, I love what's going on with Josh Allen and the Bills right now. So um, I I think Indy will give them a game. I don't know if it'll be a blowout, um, but I think Buffalo takes care of business, so to speak. Yeah, 100%. I would agree with you. Uh, next game we've got at the 440 window, the number three Seattle Seahawks are hosting the number six Los Angeles, Los Angeles Rams. Sorry. Uh, and we gave them some really high praise a few weeks ago here, uh, saying that they're maybe a top four team in the league, and they followed that praise up by losing to the Jets. Um, so they, they proved us wrong in a, in a bad way. Um, but, you know, they have not looked, you know, they, they got by Arizona when they need to, but, you know, the game against Seattle they had in week 16 was a completely winnable game, and Goff just played terrible in that one. And, you know, we don't even know if Goff is going to be playing this weekend. Um, and, you know, I, I just, the Seahawks, their defense is, is stepping up. It's, it's come on a lot as of lately, and I just, I don't see how the Rams win this game with the way they're playing right now. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to take the Seahawks in this one. Yeah, I um, like you said a couple of weeks ago, I was really high on LA. I thought they were a great team. I thought, um, I thought they had. I think I even said I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run to the Super Bowl. I would be surprised now. Um, they haven't really impressed me the past couple of weeks. I think, I think there's still some talent on that team. I still like, still like Cam Akers. Um, the offense is, but the the defense has been really good. I mean, Jalen Ramsey has had a. a, a I don't want to say a breakout year, but a breakout year, um, you know, cause he's been great in the past, but he really came out. Um, and I think he was kind of on maybe his last leg. Like if he didn't have a great year this year, I think he was going to start to maybe have, you know, his career was going to start to wind down a little bit. Um, and he's came out and just busted it wide open. And I think, you know, assertive self himself as one of the best, if not the best corner, in the league. Um, and then Aaron Donald, who I think is considered by most the best defensive player in the league. Um, so I really like the defense um, still, but the offense just isn't there for me. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Seattle too, and their defensive concerns and how God, their defense is just terrible. It just doesn't look good. And it puts Wilson in the offense at such a disadvantage. Well, the past few weeks, it's like they just flipped the switch. I'm not I'm not sure what happened out there. You know, I don't know what locker room speech Pete Carroll gave one day that just fired him up or whatever. Um, 
but all of a sudden that defense looks more than serviceable. They've been, they've been really good the past few weeks. And uh, yeah, the defense has been more than serviceable. If I'm the Seahawks, I'm, I'm really, I'm feeling pretty confident going into this game. Um, and, and as a Packer fan, Seattle's probably my biggest concern to make it out of the NFC um, to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They they've definitely become a much better, well-rounded team. Uh, final Saturday game, late game. We've got the number four NFC East champions, Washington Football Team, uh, versus the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I mean, with the football team, you know, you start your season off. Dan Snyder has a bunch of allegations against him. The franchise is in shambles. You don't even have a name. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is your starting quarterback. As an Ohio State fan, I loved Haskins, but he's not a good NFL quarterback. Um, and, you know, you start one and six, did they start, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, it looks like, you know, lost season, you're one and six, you're, you have no chance of making the playoffs at one and six unless you win out. They didn't even win out, and they still made the playoffs because of how bad their division is. And it's, it's one of those games where, you know, I'd compare it to a, you know, no-name college football team taking on a, you know, top 10 ranked team. You've got no expectations. You've got nothing to lose, and you want to beat the, you know, the Brady-led, you know, three wide, three, you know, all-star wide receivers, the insane offense, the story of the offseason, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You've got a chance to go in there and do that. You know, I do. I think they're going to do that. No, I'm going to take Tampa Bay, but I, I think there's definitely a chance because. You know, you've got a great defense. Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Kyle, like all those guys on there have been playing outstanding as of late. Um, I think the offense is good. I think Tara McLaurin's very good. I think Antonio Gibson's very good. I think the O-line is pretty good. The thing that I think loses them this game is, sadly, Alex Smith. I love Alex Smith. Very, you know, super inspirational story. Uh, great to have him back on the football field and even in the playoffs. But you watch him. Like, you watch him in a do-or-die game against the Eagles. He's just not good. He's just not good anymore. He's, you know, not mobile whatsoever. And obviously, I understand why. But it's the sad reality that, you know, in a game featuring Tom Brady, there's still a debate who is the more mobile quarterback. And I think that's gonna lose them the game this weekend. And uh, I'm gonna take Tampa Bay. They they've played really good as of lately. They they beat teams they should by, uh, well, not a lot, but uh, other than the Detroit game. But they they've looked good. Brady's looked. Good. Uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay. Yeah, like you said, I think this is going to be closer than people are giving it credit for, um, for the sole purpose of, like you said, Washington has nothing to lose. Nobody expects them to win this game. Um, they're 7-9 and nine coming out of one of the worst divisions in NFL history, um, statistically-wise, record-based or whatever. Um, and – I, I, there's some highlights to this Washington team. Like you said, it seemed like you might as well just roll the season away back in August and September. Um, everything was just a mess. The team roster looked terrible. I mean, it just seemed like a disaster. Um, and, and here they are playing in a playoff game at home um, Saturday night, which is just crazy. And, yeah, I'll agree that Alex Smith, it, he's not all this and that anymore, but I think it's clear that the team plays better with him. Um, and I think I think there's some there's some highlights to this offense. Um, I, I think 
the backfield's okay. I think JD McKissick is okay. I think Antonio Gibson is okay. I think they're very serviceable backs. Um, I think um, I think Terry McLaurin is arguably a top ten wide receiver. Um, I think he's a, re- a really good talent, and if they can keep him in Washington, I think they'll their offense will will at least have something um, for a long time. Um, I'm a big believer in Terry McLaurin um, and Chase Young, like we said, um, defensive rookie of the year, probably, or whatever. And, um, he's, he's came out and kind of lived up to that second overall pick, um, last spring. Um, so I don't think this Washington team is, is terrible. I think they'll give Tampa Bay a game, but like you said, Tampa is, they've looked great recently. Um, I don't know if Washington, I, I just don't know if they can keep up, um, with Tampa for four quarters. I think this could be something where it's really close or even Washington has a lead after three quarters. I think, I think like we said, uh, Washington could have a lead after three quarters or so. And, um, but I think Tampa Bay ultimately maybe pulls away in the fourth, ends up winning by 10, 10 points or something. Um, I, I, I think Washington has nothing to be ashamed of either way. Um, the fact that, like we said, the season was pretty much thrown away. Um, and like you said, great story with Alex Smith. You know, I think he's comeback player of the year. The moment he took a snap on the football field, it was like, oh, yeah. you just give it to him. Um I mean, because he literally had the Joe Theismann injury, and they were—I mean, I—I I mean, I read the, into some things. They were in um, in surgery, and there was a, a discussion between the doctors on whether they needed to amputate his leg or not. Um, and now he's playing professional football, which is crazy. Um, so, like I said, nothing for Washington to be ashamed of. Um, I just don't know that you can quite keep up with Tampa Bay for four quarters in this one. So I'll take Tampa. Yep, definitely. So uh, we move on to the uh, first of the Sunday games, a rematch of last year. Uh, Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans taking on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, a lot to be said here for both teams. The, the Titans at times have looked unstoppable and like the, you know, Derrick Henry putting up, 200 yards a game and at times they have looked like they did against the Packers where their offense is flat they can't do anything their defense isn't great and I think a lot of this team relies on Derrick Henry because you look at it correlates a lot if Derrick Henry has a good game they win if he doesn't have a great game they lose and I think he's truly one of the few running backs in this league that is super super valuable to his team just because of his play style and his ability to just completely take over games. Um, And, you know, the thing is their defense isn't, I don't think, good enough to keep up with elite offenses when, you know, their offense in turn isn't, you know, taking up seven-minute chunks of time, you know, with 12 carries with Henry and then a play action to A.J. Brown. You know, their their defense, sorry, is a – is not good enough to keep up if this game, if a game, you know, if, if when they're needed, they are not good enough to give the Titans offense what they need to win, I don't think. You know, the pass rush is pretty lackluster. Uh, the secondary is okay, I think. Um, and 
you know, on the other side with the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's got a lot to prove, you know. Two straight years of first-round exits in the playoffs. He's got the MVP this year. The the expectations are a bit off your back because you're, you're a wild card. You're, you're not MVP anymore. There's been a lot of, you know, talk because you didn't have a great year, per se. And so there's a lot of the spotlight is off of Lamar Jackson. Uh, you know, Marquise Brown, he's had a terrible start to the year. He's come around a, a bit. He had some, some nice games to end the season. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, really, when they started using him, was a great running back. The defense is great. The, you know, great secondary led by Marlon Humphrey. And, you know, this is a really tough decision for me of, of who to go. And I, I'm still going to go with the Titans, but I, I would not be surprised to see the Ravens win this game. I, I think it, it's really a coin flip. It, it could go either way, I think. But I'm going to take the Titans just because I know what Derrick Henry can do when he gets going. And, you know, historically, we look at around this time for Derrick Henry, he does get going around this time. You know, he plays great in the winter. And I just, I had to take the Titans for that reason. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think this is kind of shaping up to be um, potentially the best game of this super wild card weekend. Um, I think it's going to be great. Um, and listen, I love Mike Vrabel as a coach. I think he's great. Um, but I think Tennessee does need to do more um, to free up Derrick Henry a little bit. Um, Ryan Tannehill, although I don't know if he's quite as good as the numbers show he is, I mean, he, I think he's still a pretty solid quarterback. Um, he's fit into that offense really nicely. Um, A.J. Brown, I think, is a phenomenal receiver. Um, Corey Davis came on this year finally. He took, I mean, he went, what, fifth overall mm -hmm. um, a little while back, and you had all these expectations for him. And maybe this year you started to see a little bit of that. Um, finally, maybe starting to come around. I think you need to get your passing game more involved um, in order to free up Derrick Henry in the run game. Um, you have to, you know, just, just the same as you need to, you know, just the same as the old saying, you know, pound the rock, pound the rock, and then eventually play action, and it's there. Well, you almost have to kind of reverse that, I think, in Tennessee and throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball, and all of a sudden, finally, the defense lets up. Well, guess what? If Derrick Henry gets just about any defensive player in the open field, Derrick Henry's going to win 90% <laughs> of the time. So the more um, that situation you can create for him, the better he'll be. Um, and then, like you said, Lamar has a lot to prove um, Sunday afternoon. Um, a lot of question marks. Um, Baltimore, I mean, a little over halfway through the season, it, it was almost looking like they weren't going to make the playoffs. I mean, they were on the outside looking in and had an uphill road, um, and they got it done, and they got it done well. Um, and now they've, they've got the five seed here. Um, it, it, this is, like I said, a really interesting game to me. Um, I think Lamar has to play well, like you said, when, and then when they fed JK Dobbins, the second half of the year more, um, he turned out to, uh, look like a pretty good rookie running back. Um, so I, I think you need to get him involved. I think, um, and I love, I love the Ravens defense. Like you said, Marlon Humphrey. Um, I think the trade for Calais Campbell, um, it was good. I think overall the defense is, is good. Um, this is a tough one for me. Um, oh, I'll go. 
I'll go Tennessee, um, kind of like you said, um, just because you know history would tell us Tennessee will win this game. They've played better in the playoffs. Derrick Henry's played better in the playoffs the past couple of years um, than the Ravens have and Lamar Jackson has. So for that reason, um, I'll take Tennessee. But like you said, I think this one's a coin flip. Um, could go either way and quite possibly is going to be the best game of this wild card weekend. All right, so the next one we've got is the number two New Orleans Saints versus the number seven Chicago Bears. And, you know, the thing with the Saints is that they've had games where they've looked great, like, you know, the Saints we thought they were going to be. But it's very clear they're not the team they were last year. Drew Brees has taken steps back. Michael Thomas has battled injury all year. And when he has been on the field, he hasn't been himself. Um I still think he's a great receiver when healthy, you know, top five, but uh, he hasn't been healthy, and it, it's clear when you watch him play. Alvin Kamara has had a monster year, but there, there's these games where against the Vikings where, you know, six touchdowns, that's just insane. But there's these games where, and I thought it was just because, you know, of Taysom Hill, um, but we've seen him even when Breeze has come back, where they just don't, for whatever reason, want to give the ball to Kamara. You know, they'll abandon him for, like, drives at a time. And I think that's a huge, huge mistake from Sean Payton. Uh, I think that's your best player. I think, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, I don't think he's necessarily been what you wanted when you signed him. I think he had some pretty, you know, I think he disappeared at some moments in the season. I don't think Traquan Smith has really solidified himself. Again, just like Emmanuel Sanders, I think he disappears sometimes. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, I think Traquan disappears. So Traquan Smith disappears sometimes, just like Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I think a lot of this offense has, in the skill positions, has problems with inconsistency. And I think with Kamara, when he's getting the ball, he's consistent. You know, he you throw a screen pass to him, you're almost guaranteed, you know, 7 to 10 yards. Um and I just don't, I, and you know, on the other side, the Bears, David Montgomery, I wasn't a huge believer in him. He's played great this season. Allen Robinson has been great this season, over 100 catches this year. Um, and the defense is still very, very good. And I'm, I'm going to take this as my upset game. The Saints are notorious for, in recent years, for being upset. Some, you know, my brain's telling me, you know, the Saints are the better team. You've got to pick the Saints. But my heart's telling me I think I think the Bears are gonna go into New Orleans, and I think they're gonna win. I think they're gonna win the game. I think Trubisky has played good since he's come back. I think the Chicago Bears are gonna go into New Orleans, and I think they're gonna upset the number two Saints. Yeah, um, like you said, I think there's a lot on the line um, for Sean Payton in this one. His playoff resume is. Um, especially as of recently is um, stained to say the least. And that's not to say that they haven't, they've been blown out and just dominated. I mean, you have the Minneapolis miracle and they don't call it a miracle by accident. You have um, the blown call in the NFC championship game. Um, it, it, I mean, things like that, but um, I watched the Packer bears game um, last Sunday um, and I don't think the score necessarily showed how close that game really was. Um, Chicago played right there with Green Bay, who was the number one seed, um, 
in, in the NFC. Um, they played right there with them all the way up until there was about four and a half minutes left in the game. Um, and then they just kind of fall, fell apart. Um, I think there were some questionable things done defensive scheme-wise um, for Chicago that worries me a little bit like in this one. Um, I know if you were watching the game um, in the first half, Rodgers threw a touchdown pass to MVS um, because they thought it would be the Chicago Bears thought it would be a good idea to um, bluff a blitz and then have an inside linebacker cover one of the biggest deep threats in the National Football League. Um, so, and, and you know, I've watched the Bears a little bit this year, and and there's been a couple things like that where you just kind of scratch your head. Um, um, so, so that concerns me a little bit. Um, but I, I've come around to Mitch Trubisky the past couple of weeks. I think David Montgomery has begun to shine. I think Allen Robinson, um, it, you know, had a phenomenal year, a breakout year. Um, this team plays better with Trubisky than they do with Foles. I think that's been proven. Five and one start. Some for some reason I don't really know why. I mean, Trubisky wasn't playing great. He certainly wasn't the reason you were five and one but you sit him and then your whole season just goes in the toilet. It felt like um, you just lose game after game, after game, after game. And then all of a sudden you decide to throw Trubisky back in there and, Oh my God, you snuck into the playoffs somehow, some way, um, which is crazy. Um, but in, in, in the words of Lee Corso, I'm going to agree with you. Great pick, uh, great pick there, Jack. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take Chicago as well. I think this is this is my one upset. I was kind of looking at the list today, going I, I got to pick one upset. I can't be boring. Um, I didn't think you were gonna pick Chicago. Um, so this was the one I highlighted, and of course, um, it, we you know we're together on this one. But I, I like Chicago. I think Trubisky has got something to prove this year. Um, after he got sat down, I think you know kind of kind of lit a fire under him a little bit. Um, He's got something to prove, um, and I think he came out and getting them to the playoffs, but I don't think he's satisfied with that. Um, I think he wants another crack at Rodgers and the Packers, um, and so I think I think they're going to come out, and I think it's going to be a really good game, um, and I'll pick Chicago in an upset. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I'll be the same one, but uh, yeah, so the final game rounding out the Super Wild Card weekend, uh, the a rematch of last week. Uh, the Browns taking on the, the Steelers and the Steelers are, you know, over what's happened the course of the season with Juju and everything. And just, you know, the 11 and no start, it's been a wild season for them. And at times, you know, when they started, when they were about six and oh, seven, oh, we're like, Oh, this is it. This is, you know, the best team in football. They're undefeated. And then towards the end of that giant winning streak, everyone's like, Oh, they're just, they're overrated. They've only played bad teams. Their passing offense sucks. You know, people started to hate Juju and Claypool for what they were doing on the logo. They lost, like, three games, and everyone was writing them off. They almost lost the division to the Browns. It was close there for, like, a week. Um, but I think they showed against the Colts they can beat good opponents, and they can move the ball consistently. Uh, Juju, you know, people get caught up with his off-the-field antics. He's a good receiver. Uh, I don't think he's, you know, elite. I don't think he's in the Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson tier, but I think no. he's still a good receiver. 
and I think matched up with Deontay Johnson and you know Deontay Johnson massive drop problem but you know he still does find a way to put up numbers is uh, you know a, a really great uh, you know weapon uh, in the red zone tons of touchdowns for him this year and um, I, I just think that you know, with the Browns, Chubb and Hunt are, in my opinion, the, the best running back duo in the league. No question. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've played good this season, but something has just been telling me there's just something missing with the Browns, and I, I really cannot put a pin on what it is. Uh, I think Stefanski's a great coach, but I just think they're maybe just a year away. I think they just need this this playoff appearance you know, I think it's, you know, first time since 2002, you know, uh, before we were even born. Um, I think it's all kind of rushing in, you know, they, they're having some COVID troubles. I think every, you know, they're just pumping on adrenaline right now. And I think the Steelers, you know, Big Ben and Mike Tomlin, they've been here before. They've been to the playoffs plenty of times. They're going to get these guys calm. And I, th- I think the Steelers win this. Yeah, Um at the beginning of the week, I would have took Cleveland. Um, I, th- I think there's something in Cleveland. I love Miles Garrett. Love the running back duo. Um, Baker seems to be a roller coaster, but I think he's a, he's a serviceable quarterback in Cleveland, um, especially when you look at the long list um, they had before they could finally settle on him. Um, he probably feels like a superstar to Browns fans. Um, um, and, and I think there's something with this Cleveland team, um, especially to look forward to in the future. Um, and especially, you know, Pittsburgh struggled um, towards the end of the year, 11 and four start or, or 11 and 0 start. You finished 12 and four, you know, you went one and four in your last five. That's not great. I mean, like you said, you dropped three in a row, um, one to Washington, which I get as a playoff team, but seven and nine. Washington, um, one to the Bengals, um, you got blown out by Buffalo, um, and, and then you lost to Cleveland last week, um, um, and then you just barely squeaked that one out against Indy, um, in what was a great game, um, but to me, I think this is another one that's going to be a good a, a good game still, I think, but I, I almost think it'd be a minor miracle for Cleveland to win it just because um, with Stefanski not being there. Um, I think he's been a huge part of getting this team to the playoffs. Um, and without him there, um, I, I can't pick Cleveland to win it. I think they got to come. I think the only way they win is if they come out um, up and get up early. I mean, if they, if they get out to a, a two, a two possession lead, you know, ten nothing, fourteen nothing, something along those lines. They have they have the running back duo like we talked about, Chubb and Hunt, where they they can control the clock and, and then, you know, I'll, I I think that it's possible. Um but Claypool had a good week last week against Cleveland. Um and like you said, I still think Juju is is a solid receiver. Um I like you said, I don't think he's Allen Robinson, Keenan Keenan Allen. I don't think he's in that tier. Um, but for what he does, I think he, he's very good at. Um, and so I'll take Pittsburgh um, in this one as well. 
Yeah, well, that's um, about all we've got for, uh, you know, our second episode here. Um, great. Should be a really fun weekend of just so much football. Um, yeah, anything else you want to add? No, I think, like you said, that about wraps it up for us. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy watching um, this super wild card weekend. You know, never seen anything like it before. Um football all day, both days, um, playoff football. Um, it should be really fun to watch. Like you said, um, there, there's a game on Nickelodeon, um, this year. So there's a lot of, a lot of changes. And I think we went through today and I think there's a lot of good, a lot of good games this weekend. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, so I hope all of you, uh, enjoy watching and we'll see you next week. Yep. See you all next week.